Hello, Cookie Podcast listeners, and welcome to another video slash podcast. Um, this video is a Scotland versus England preview. It's going to be a big one, lads. Yes, it is the big one, and a lot riding on it for you, Cook. I mean, I I will firmly be supporting England. I said it on the podcast back in the day, but Scotland, they, they shot themselves in the foot the other day, and we're, we're going to get into that. We're going to dive into it, but it's a bit of a, an England-Scotland preview in it that we said we're going to do for the listeners today, so... Yeah, so obviously um, England kicked off their campaign for a lovely 1-0 win. Me and Standard the five things learned on that, which came out Sunday. And then the day after, unfortunately, the Scots, the, I thought they played all right, but it was a tough tough loss to, to take, and they lost 2-0 to the Czechs. So that means a lot rise in this game, especially for Scotland after losing the first one. Um, the group standings, are the Czechs are obviously at the top of the group after the first game, just because scoring them two goals. Thanks to Patrick Skick's 50-yard effort. Um, but yeah, we're going to go right into it. Should we start from England or Scotland? What do you reckon? Which Scotland, I reckon. Scotland. So Scotland, obviously, he was without Kieran Tierney. That was a bit of a heartbreak. We'll go into a lot of the team selection because I feel like Steve Clark made a lot of um, bold decisions that maybe not a lot of Scotland fans would have liked to see. Or maybe not so bold. I was going to say, I wouldn't say yeah. bold. I'd say, I'd say he played it very safe. If anything, yeah. which is not like Stevie Clark, but he, he was without his arguably his best player in Tierney, so he, he trained today. Uh, if he comes back against England, do you think they'll look a lot better? Is that is that a big miss for them? Huge. I mean, they had to they had to fill in and put Jack Hendry in, who unfortunately tried that stupid shot from about forty yards out about three times in that game, and unfortunately, big lack of big games and even just sense in that. In that regard, he should have knocked the ball wide to O'Donnell, who probably would have fucking let it go out anyway, because he had an absolute stinker. He's shit. But if they play Tierney, they don't have to shuffle as much over. And like we was on about the team selection, Steve Clark left Shea Adams on the bench, which I thought was so dumb. I thought they played well against Holland, got a two-all draw, should have won. And that was playing 3-5-2 or 5-3-2, whatever way you want to look at it. And he bottled it. He did play it safe. He played Lyndon Dykes, who... Definitely should have scored. Definitely should have scored in that game. Scotland did create chances, but I think going into it, he played it safe with the played it safe with the team. But if Tierney's fit, and now he knows what he's done wrong in that first game, I'm more worried about Scotland than seeing him in this first game because one, it's England; they're going to be up for it. Two, he's made mistakes and he knows how to rectify them now. I can guarantee Shea Adams starts. I can guarantee that for a fact. Yeah. Well, and Gilmore may even come in and McTominay, even moving into midfield, was a terrible decision because I know you need him in there and he probably is your best midfielder, but he's so good in the middle of that back three bringing the ball out, Stan. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I didn't watch the game, so I've not said too much. But, um... Well, shut up, man. <laughs> well, I guess what I will ask you, Stan, is that um, we touched on them making a lot of chances, which they did. I mean, they definitely, they definitely should have scored and... He probably should have had a penalty in fairness to him. Um, but Andy Robertson was... Like, he played amazingly. Um, he made, he made, so like, good crossing. He made the most chances from his position too to have that much of an impact. And with Tierney coming back, which means Robertson's going to get less attention from defenders because he makes them underlapping runs. Don't that Liam Cooper, he filled in, couldn't make. Is that left-hand side or attacking England's right-hand side? Is that a worry going into the game? Yeah, definitely. It's probably where the two best players are. I mean, Cook said it last week that they've tried formations to get them in. And this seems to be the one that works. So England have definitely got to watch out for that. Maybe they will bring McTominay back into that defence, especially after, like Cook also said, we saw with Hendry. 
Um, and with Shea Adams, I mean, I just don't get that. I know, I know a lot of the time he big up the Premier League, but if you've got a, a player who's scored in the Premier League uh, and plays in the Premier League pretty much week in, week out for a half-decent side, I don't see how you're starting... Lyndon Dykes and was it Christie up front over yeah. him no matter how good they are Christie's got, a winger as well which is insulting I mean with all due respect you've got a championship striker and an SPL strike well forward or winger, yeah, winger playing up front and you've got a Premier League striker on the bench so very conservative and just a decision that I just didn't really understand so and like you've said they lost the first game can't afford to lose a second one and it's a game that they're going to have to come out for a little bit so that he's going to have to take risks. Yeah, well, they definitely, like you said, Cook, Che Adams, but I think definitely starts. I mean, that's going to be a quick question I guess I'm going to ask you now because yeah. obviously they started Ryan Christie up for me and didn't get anything. Then yeah. after our time, I feel like Scotland completely changed. Yeah, they had a bit of a sucker punch with that amazing goal, but yeah. they completely dominated that second half. Yeah, they did and testament to him. I mean, if they didn't create any chances, I'd be more as as a part Scotland fan because I always do they I always keep an eye on the results but obviously I don't want them to win the Euros I want England to win the Euros but if I'm Steve Clark, and I think he'll rectify it himself but Adam starts over Christie that's your first change O'Donnell might might not even be in the next squad he was that shit do you pull much time back and bring Gilmore in or something I, like that I, I do you've got Gilmore who's played in big games He's played against the top six in England. He's played in the Champions League. He's, He's a Premier League talent. Exactly. You've got to, you've got to play. You know, your players exactly. are playing in the best leagues. So, you know. Personally, I would drop Scotty. If t- even if Tierney is fit, put Scotty back in that back three. In the middle or on the left or the right. You can shuffle it around if you have to. But get a midfield in of McGinn and Gilmore. It has to be them two, definitely. And then you can experiment with like a Callum McGregor from Celtic, for example. Or, or a Stuart Armstrong. Yeah. Play, who, who I thought did play well, but... The final ball was just shit, and I thought, I, I thought it, Scotland they might fuck England over. They might just take out some pent up aggression on England. We'll be up for it, and I mean, the flip, I know we're going to speak about England, but Croatia obviously have a lot of technical ability, which we bullied. I thought in the majority of the game, Scotland were not sure. going to be able to bully Scotland, no. but they don't have that technical level at the Croatia. No. So maybe I know we're going to talk about it, like I've already said, but maybe we do change it a little bit and bring in a few technical players to counteract that. Yeah, I thought I thought Scotland um, they got nothing going through the middle. It was all down the the wings, and Robertson did well. But like you touched on O'Donnell, he he was awful. Like honestly, he could be. I think I would say of all the players I've watched so far at the Euros, he's the worst one. He he he, he mistouched it. He went for a throw in at one point, and then another point, Ryan Christie took on like six players, and then O'Donnell tackled him in the in the box. Yeah, and we've seen some pretty poor <clears throat> performances from yeah, sides honestly, like Turkey and. Uh, yeah. Macedonia didn't play very well at uh, all. Attacking wise, he just looked, and then I, I even I was like, "Who's he play for?" And then someone said Motherwell, and yeah, it didn't yeah, surprise me. Thank you. It <laughs> <laughs> didn't surprise me. Um, Facebook down over here next to me. Classic one. Um, but yeah, what I was going to say, they've got nothing going through the middle, and I think a big part of that yeah. cook was I think no Gilmore because um, yeah, they had Armstrong and McGinn in there, but that's not their game. That's that's Gilmore's bread and butter. Definitely, yeah. Billy. Billy will sit there and. Not comparing him to Cesc Fabregas, but he said himself, he bases his game off Fabregas. He doesn't like going side to side for the sake of it. He would soon, sooner get his head up and look for a runner in behind. And that's what Scotland are doing, like you mentioned. The space is out wide for them, especially playing wing-backs. But if I'm Steve Clark, O'Donnell's out of the team. You go Christie at right wing-back or you, you play it safe. And you could probably put Armstrong. You've yeah, already said yeah. that he was well, a good team. can do it. They've got that Patterson on this. They've, they've, yeah, they've got, they've, they've got Patterson... Who's a full back? Is 
similar to a Wambasaka. Good at the back, but can't cross can't the road. Going can't cross yeah, the road, yeah, yeah. so he don't get in the team. It, yeah. As a wing back, anyway. I mean, that's why might, he's not there. It might sound like bias, and I know that obviously they've got their allegiances to the SPL and whatever, but yeah. I think if you've you start in SPL players and you've got Premier League players on the bench. Uh, there is a massive gulf. I'm sorry, even if you are no, the there most is. There is. ardent of SPL fans. Yeah, but they can't you know, deny that. They can't. No, deny they that. can't. I'm sure. You know, they probably will try to, but you know, I mean, you can't have players playing for Motherwell on the right hand side when you could. You know, Stuart Armstrong could do a job on that right hand side. Jim put a graphic up last week where you know he's played on that right hand side for Southampton. So. Yeah. You know they're gonna have to come at England because they can't afford, like we expected, we can't they can't afford to sit there in a five with a few in front and a draw is probably not good enough. They don't want to be going into that last game against Croatia needing a win, so they're gonna have to come out a little bit. I know it sounds strange this, but I still think even after getting beat by Czech, they might be okay for third. But you're probably gonna need at least three points for third, if not four. Yeah, I think so. I think if they got, they're gonna have to go the next two on beating. Probably gonna have to win one. It it was a massive loss after 20 years in the in the making for a Euros appearance. Mm -hmm. That that was. Yeah, maybe maybe that picture came a bit too early because Clark hadn't. I don't know. He kind of been a bit too. He don't not been brave enough. Yeah, he wasn't. wasn't. And I guess the last thing on Scotland we'll talk about is um, he had an off day with Endon Dykes. He didn't he did. win a lot of his aerials, which you'd expect him to do, and he, he missed chances he did. But at the end of the day, against England, he is going to be a threat just because of how big he is. So yeah, with no what, Maguire potentially as well. Yeah. Perhaps. So what I was going to say, what what do England do to um? So do they go and like press high on the centre backs, or do they push that line up? I think yeah. I I'm going to completely, well, not contradict it because I'm not opposed to playing a back three or five, whatever you way you look at it. But they're going to go two up front, so go three at the back, in my opinion. Go three at the back. Match them up and we'll play them off the park. That no. that would definitely happen. That Dykes is going to cause problems and Adams is a good player. And with our makeshift defence, I would personally revert back to a three, even if it's for one game. Because we you, can do it. Would you match them up? I mean, we spoke about Southgate. We can assume that he's got a plan for each game, especially the group games, because you can plan yeah. for them. Obviously, yeah. you know you're playing. Trippier at left back, we mentioned in the review that we think he was in there for a specific reason. Can you see Southgate matching that um, Scottish back three, back five? Um, I, I can't, I can and I can't. I, I wouldn't be against. I can and I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be against it, but I wouldn't personally. I think I what I would do is, I think if you push a line up there, I think it was a bit deep against Croatia because fair enough, you've got to give him a bit of respect that first game. You've got to be a bit conservative, and Modric has got that quality. Um, push the line up, but Tyra Mings and John Stones are quite good in the air and. Um, Lyndon Dykes, he is a threat in the earth, but at the end of the day, I thought Thomas Callas, who's only just above six foot, I thought he did a really good job on him. So there's no reason why Mings couldn't come in with another great game. I think the thing I'd do for England, um, which we're going to move on to the England part of it now, is yeah. when we just talk about that poor Scotland right hand side. I mean, when McTominay sat in there and he was, it was Jack Henry on the right centre back, wasn't it? And then yeah. it was O'Donnell, um, yeah. right wing back. I think England should change Trippier. To a more attacking, I'm not going to say this is a an argument between Shaw or Chilwell, but it's going to be we need one of them too, whoever it may be. Could trust them both over Trippier because there's yeah. that's a weak right hand side. For as strong as their left hand side is, yeah. the right hand side is, is weak, and we've got to go at it. Yeah, we need a left footed left back in this game, I think, because you could have moments where the winger, whoever that is, because it literally could be anybody on that left hand side. Um, you know, we've got an abundance of talent. Could be, you know. 
doubled up on or whatever you need somebody going around the side because that one pass Chilwell or Shaw whoever it is is in the box and they can either pick somebody out they might get fouled anything like that could happen so um, yeah we've got a good We've got to look at this now and take the game to Scotland, which is why I wouldn't play the back five. Um, I would play 4-2-3-1 again, probably very, very similar team. Uh, yeah. And I'd, I'd take the game to them because I, I think we can properly push them back and isolate their front two. Because yeah. they're going to be more worried about us than we are of them. Yeah, I mean, England, obviously, been known in the past to play the 3-4-3 or 5-3-2 again, whatever way you want to look at it. Scotland's big thing is the two up front and the crosses they'll get into the box. Like Jim said, Stones and Maguire, um, both capable headers as well as Tyrone Mings, but we might not have Harry Maguire. I think he has he has trained, but I don't think he's gonna be I don't think he's gonna make it on Friday night anyway. But the, if he goes four two three one again, which I'm not opposed to, I like the system. I like that you didn't bottle against a team where they're gonna play four three three, so basically match them up. But just this personnel that shouldn't be there, and and Trippier can not play a single more minute in this for me, because and he's left wing back. No, not not at all. Not even in any position for me. Really? I really don't. I don't see what he what he offers England. I get he's good at he's good at crossing, but we've got loads of players that are good at crossing. It's not it's not an argument to get him into the team. Otherwise, we'd have a ward proud. Yeah, I think he started for that experience. I do think it's a mix of the tactics. I think he spotted a weak point in that right centre back. I right hate this experience area. argument, bullets well, me because Shaw and Chilwell have played at the fucking highest level. They are, but neither of them have played in a in a international tournament. Yeah, but and it is a different kind of game. You've got to just trust them. You've got to just trust them. You have, but I mean, you don't play. Ki- you don't play Kieran. Sh- I know, but it it works. It works for at right back in in Russia. But now we've got we've got better players. We need to build on. This. I think that was a specific one. I think because Tyrone Mings was there, you could see Trippier was tucking in a little bit. He wouldn't overlap too much. And yeah. They had, they had Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips, and no matter how well I thought both of them played, Phillips, you know, stood out. Yeah, Phillips was great. It's the first tournament. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the, the first, first game, and then they might have just needed somebody to hold the hand for the first ninety minutes. It worked, and I totally agree with you. You've got to get Luke Shaw and Ben Sherwell involved. Southgate now. up, on the face of them too, man. He, he, he spoke oh. this week very highly of Trippier, though, which makes me think that he, he's, he's part of the plan. Um, he, yeah, he, said, ask, Gareth. he said that um, he's one of the most under, under understated fullbacks in, in the world, and he's, the, fact, the fact that he's coached by Simeone and he trusts him in that system, then Southgate should trust him. But <laughs> and, and I do think his decision to start him against Croatia was vindicated by the fact we got him behind a few times yeah, by Trippier. Doing that, um, but we were stunted a little bit as well. There were times when he had space in front. Well, he give it to Rice off, and he doesn't have a left foot. He doesn't have a left foot at all. So he's always going to jink back inside, and he doesn't take anybody on on the right hand side. But for that specific role in that specific game, I didn't mind it. You know, in in hindsight, at the beginning, I really wasn't up for it at all. As Jim will tell you, (laughs) I still hate it. I still hate it. I'll be honest. But if if we play Scotland and we go four two three one again, which I think we should, because. Put it this way, if we go with a back five, you're losing one of those forward players. If we don't win that game and Southgate goes with a back three or five, it'll be viewed as a really conservative, negative approach to that game. Mm-hmm. So if we're playing 4-2-3-1 and Trippier starts at left back again, I really won't be into it. And I think we will see us lose something down that left-hand side in, in, in games like that when we might need... But it's our attacking outlet, isn't it? Yeah, Sean we, and Chilwell, yeah, obviously, we, yeah. for their clubs, get assists. Have been known to Chilwell, obviously, in my opinion, is more of an attacking fullback than Shaw because yeah. he scores more goals. But both of them offer you an outlet with an actual left foot. It's horses for courses. You've got, you know, 
a team in Scotland who aren't at the level of Croatia, despite you know them not being the team that they were three years ago. But you know you've got Shaw, who's probably been the best left back in the league, and Chilwell, who's just won a Champions League. So if you can't trust either of them two, then that's what I mean. It's a slap in the face for them, man. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I'm overreacting, but it's you you play you play your best players, and at left back, Trippier ain't going to do us anything. And even at right but, back, I don't think he's our best one. So why even play him? I think I think yeah. against Scotland, we're going to expect a lot more possession too. So I think Trippier will be a waste. In the sense that we will, we need to score. Well, leave us space. Yeah, the, players the, the that can we score. Like Grealish, moving on. Like I highlighted it. Well, I highlighted it before the side. I think against O'Donnell and Hendry. Honestly, think Sterling. I mean, I know he got a lot of flat before playing, and I think people might trust him a bit more now after his performance and his goal. But he one v one pace. He will kill both of them. And the fact that he'll move inside, get it around Harry Kane. Then you need someone to occupy that left hand side, and we've got two perfect players like ready made for it. Like Shaw have had such a good season with assists and stuff, and so with Chilwell with the limited games, he might have had um, his move to Chelsea. So I think that would be massive for England. Um, and yeah, if we want to move on to Grealish, he he didn't train today, which was maybe a bit of a, of a tell why we didn't see him against Croatia. Because um, one of my questions was actually going to be, would you would would we like to see? Grealish play a minute this game because I mean a lot a lot of people would have been surprised that after his friendly performances he didn't get a minute against Croatia. No, he didn't. I was surprised about that as as much as anyone, and then especially when it wasn't going our way before before the Sterling goal. There's a lot of people that would would have definitely left Sterling out. Me being one of them. Obviously, the decision paid off, but I feel like in a game like Scotland, if Grealish is fit. You play him because he can get at players. Even if that means dropping Sterling, Gareth might have to put an arm on him and say, "Listen, lad, you were you were perfect for the last game, but these are going to sit deep. These are going to sit deep, and Grealish can obviously get in places you can't. And you'll come on with Rashford and whoever else, and we'll kill him on the counter. And that's the way I think it'll go. I think it'll be another tight affair. Two teams not wanting to lose, especially Scotland. They'll be shitting it more than England, but they'll still be up for it. But I think that's the way to go. If he's fit, start Grealish. Sterling's he's fine. Yeah. He'll come on and he'll him and Rashford will kill him just at the yeah. end. I think my last, my last question will be to you, Stan. It'll be I thought Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice were amazing against Croatia. So good. Rice was an understated one. He did a lot of sweep up. I think that'll be big against Scotland, especially the amount of crosses they're gonna put into the box. But do you split up that midfield against a team who we need to score against or do you keep them the same? No, I keep it exactly the same. Um, I think you need, especially with No Maguire, you've got Mings and Stones there. And after that performance, you don't split them up. You, you just don't. It's a, it's a good platform for the for the attacking players to have behind them, knowing that they've got those two that can, both of them can destroy, and both of them are pretty comfortable on the wall as well. So no, they've both got to start for me. Definitely get that relationship building up. And um, I actually think it's probably better for England going forward that them two start, if you get what I mean. Because, I mean, it's, it's obviously I'm a United fan, so I watch McTominay and Fred and United don't attack as much when they're not on the pitch because we don't win the ball back as early and those forwards have to track back a little bit more because we've only got one doing that job. So I think if you've got Rice and Phillips in there, I think if I would bring Grealish in, it wouldn't be for Sterling or, or obviously Kane. I think Sterling and Kane are definitely Southgate's boys. I think Sterling's now got 13 in the last 17 for England. Um it would be for Mount or Foden. But the good thing is for England is if Grealish isn't fit, it doesn't really make that much of a difference. I think he will yeah. be good in a game like this where you could have that one moment, that free kick, 
that penalty, especially with VAR, that could be the one goal that decides the game. But yeah. England of yesteryear probably rushed Jack Grealish back because on the bench we've probably got somebody well, yeah. that doesn't really play for the was a situation maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we really don't need to do that anymore. So if you want to bring somebody in, you've got Sancho, he didn't even make the squad. You've got Rashford, you want to try something Did different. Did they say why about that? You've no. got Calvert-Lewin. No, they weren't injured. No, no you've, think... just, you've just got to drop... Drop three players, obviously yeah. Maguire was bound to be one. But, I think um, yeah. Southgate has managed the squad well. I mean, especially taking Kane off uh, against Croatia, I think, like you say, the, the, the England of yesteryear would have, would have just panicked and kept your best player on, on or, despite injured. Um, but yeah, Southgate's got plenty to think about coming against Scotland because it would be a big game. Probably be, if we win that one, we're through for sure. And I think Steve Clark's got even more to think about, hasn't he? Um, he's got a lot of team selections choices in pretty much every position now yeah. other than Andy Robertson's coming to Omni maybe yeah even more to play for even more to lose for the Tartan Army but come on the Free Lions ah!